All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Think Forward Podcast. I am your host, Abel Janelle. Yes, sir, executive director and founder of Project Think Forward. Thank you so much for all coming back this week. We have a very special guest, but before we get into her, I want to just say happy Wednesday, happy Mental Health Month still, and make sure to be taking care of your mental health. We are coming up towards the end of May, but that does not mean that since the month is over, that the mental health awareness is forgotten. Make sure to take this going on into June, July to 2022, 23, and beyond, and make sure that uh, you're taking time for yourself and you're worrying about yourself as well as worrying about people around you, but to make sure that you're taking control of your life. Now, before we begin, I want to just give a little follow-up and a big thank you to Avalon Park for letting us and allowing us to use their space and uh, really helping our foundation. Avalon Park, we thank you and we love you and we're looking forward to the future. Now, a little bit about my week over the last seven days. It's been a very good week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's, there's been some obstacles. There's been some, you know, tribulations. But I can tell you personally that I've gotten through them. Life is a continued obstacle course. If you're waking up every day and you're not being challenged, you're not doing something right, okay? That's just a cut and dry of it. You have to continue to challenge yourself, challenge the norm, you know, be uncomfortable. If if things are easy and you're kind of staggering, you're doing yourself a disservice, okay? So continue to test the norm and continue to grow and to continue to, you know, follow up with yourself. Now, continuing on with Mental Health Month and Mental Health Awareness, this whole month we've had different therapists come online and talk about different topics and things like that, but it's not only about therapy when it comes to mental health awareness and mental health strength. There's also other things that you can do as far as yoga, teaching, and things like that, but today we have a holistic specialist here with us. Miss Zuli Urena is here. Yes, ma'am. How are you, Zuli? How are you feeling today? Good. How are you? I'm doing very good, very good. We actually are very happy to have you in the studio, our very first in-house studio, so... I'm very excited because I'm not here alone, which is obviously very amazing. So, Yes, that is awesome. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. It's a very, very big pleasure. Now, just to kind of begin with holistics on the cut and dry side, if you had to explain it to somebody that just didn't understand exactly what it was, what would you say to a beginner of what is just holistic medicine, you know, period? So holistic lifestyle is just trying to live a lifestyle where you use uh, natural well-being in order to help heal the body, in order to have a good balance in the body. Um, You know, we always look for harmony and balance. That is, you know, the main focus on everything in life. And that is a way of doing so is by, you know, using different type of holistic therapies and modalities and different things like that. So as far as it goes for a modality i've never actually heard that word what is that exactly so modalities are just different so let's say for massage therapy there's different modalities different forms of massage therapy Uh, so a modality would be considered either trigger point therapy or aromatherapy or it would be a sweetest massage or deep tissue massage those are different modalities so just different forms of one generalized thing Okay, that makes more sense. So you mentioned the massages. Now, I know personally, obviously, that you are a massage therapist as well. Does it go kind of hand in hand where somebody who, uh, you know, does holistics, do they typically do therapy as far as massages go? Or is that just something that you can kind of pick up? Or it's not always like a, you know, caveat type of thing where they kind of go hand in hand? 
depends on the individual. Uh, massage therapy is a form of holistic medicine or integrative medicine, so it definitely coincides with more of the holistic lifestyle, but it doesn't necessarily mean that just because somebody's getting massage therapy that they're living a completely holistic lifestyle. So there's just a balance, and it just all depends on the individual. Okay, so, I mean, obviously, you've been doing massages for how many years now? Is it? 11 years. 11 years. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Congrats to that. Thank you. Round of applause for that. Um, at what point in your career did you think, you know what, I want to incorporate holistics and kind of natural things, you know, into your kind of journey? I think that it kind of came slowly. When I became a massage therapist, it wasn't right away where I just started just enjoying all these holistic things. I was never raised in a home that we had like a holistic lifestyle. So um, we did a lot more Western medicine. So a lot of conventional stuff, things like that. But as the years went by, I started doing just my own research, working with other types of therapists, doctors, acupuncturists, depending on where I was working. And they kind of opened that up for me and made me realize that this is something that is just more connected with me, with myself. So after, I would say, maybe like five years into massage therapy is where I kind of just really started digging deep into the holistic lifestyle Mm -hmm. and learning more about it. And just even through my own personal experiences, you know, not feeling um, balanced or 100% within myself, as well as, you know, if I felt sick and things like that, you know, I was just trying to find the more natural form the natural route so that's where that kind of just started coming into play awesome that's really cool now when you say uh, western medicine and again i know it might be sound kind of i'm kind of being tears on the questions but it's because a, a lot of people even for me i didn't know exactly what western medicine was is that like a certain type of region as far as what they do like doctor stuff or is it kind of a like a certain type of way that you i guess treat medicine or what exactly if you had to explain it would that be so it's just more conventional medicine So, you know, being treated with medications, you know, pharmaceutical, things of that nature, um, that's more of the Western medicine. So that's like our Advil's, ibuprofen's, like like things like that. Like we go to the Walgreens and grab a, you know, Advil, I got a major headache type of thing. Exactly. So, you know, going to the doctor and we're treating the symptom, not the root cause. So that's that's a good, you know, way of putting it. Okay, root cause. Now, so... As a holistic specialist, and I mean, you obviously, I see your yoga cup here, where you know, with the peace and light, and I mean, we love that. So, personally, and I mean, I've always just been kind of curious, is this something where it's like, um, this is my lifestyle, I'm all natural, I will never put a medicine in my body, or is it kind of like a take it in stride thing? You just kind of, you know, you're not fully, like, you know, taking all naturals. I mean, you, you, you might take an Advo here and there or is it just like no i don't believe in that at all this is the way that i do it and this is it so personally for me it's all about balance and at the end of the day there you know things were created to help you know people to help heal doctors you know they're healers as well as conventional medicine there's medicines that people need to take for certain alignments so i don't sit here and say like no i will never take an advil if I have a horrible migraine and nothing else is helping it, I try to go the holistic route and do as much as I can before I get to that point. But I'm not going to sit here and say that I've never, you know, taken conventional medicine before. Right. I, ju- I just try not to. I try to stay, right. you know, stay away from steer that. Steer away as yeah. much as we can. Exactly. 
And I mean, yeah, definitely there. So I know that you said uh, it began kind of five years into your massage therapist journey. So you definitely have been able to see the the uh, difference as far as it goes. Now, this is gearing towards your um, mental health. Uh, personally, and I mean, because it's been about six years that you've been doing this lifestyle change as, as far as, you know, going into work and stuff. Can you personally say that you've seen a ma- uh, like a major change in your mental health, you know, either from positive or to a negative or just even how you feel day to day or, you know, things like that? Absolutely. I feel like my mental health has changed in more of a positive form. It's helped ground me. It's helped calm me down. Uh, relief, a lot of that anxiety and stress, like that daily stress that we get, it just helped me become more aware and allowed me to just take a moment, take deep breaths, things that most people don't do, you know? So just even something as simple as that, those are learning curves as you continue a holistic lifestyle or try to continue a holistic lifestyle that you learn along the way and you just start incorporating in your life. And I believe just doing those things has helped a lot with my mental space, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I even told somebody, uh, I, I think we spoke about it last week on the podcast, where it was like, you know, how you just said the whole in tune thing. I, I, I never understood fully what that meant with like, yeah, people said I'm super in tune with my body and I know like what my body wants and needs. I, I never understood that until I really got in tune with my mental health because it was like, you know, I won't even put myself in a certain space anymore because I know how it'll affect me mentally. You know, it'll bring my whole aura, my whole energy down. And that thing I didn't understand until I started reading about different, you know, triggers and, you know, traumas and stuff like that. So when you say that, it definitely does kind of resonate with me because it's like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean as far as even breathing. You know, people don't understand breathing. You know, I I met a, a breathing coach recently or maybe about a year ago and there's a whole there's a whole lifestyle for just breathing you know how to breathe people are like we breathe every day i don't need to learn how to breathe it's not about learning how to breathe it's about just controlling your breathing to do certain things to change your um anxiety into excitement you know your your um negative energy into positive energy just different things that we can do with our whole bodies by ourselves without medicines or without any type of added sedatives to make us feel good um I remember you told me actually a few months ago uh, that that the body that you believe that the body can heal itself from anything, um, whether that be you know sickness or you know anything like that. Could you just kind of deep dive a little bit more exactly for somebody that might not know that you know our body is an actual temple, and aside from the hippie jokes and all that kind of stuff, like that we are actually put here and that our body is you know it's it's built to last. You know it's built to go through you know not say torture, but it's built to go through turmoil and to just kind of like reset and kind of revive. But does it depend on exactly what you're putting into it, what you're kind of feeding it, like aside from physical food, but maybe like the thoughts that you think or the kind of, you know, drugs or liquid or anything that you kind of put into it. Do those things have a major effect on it negatively or positively? Absolutely. I think that when it comes to feeling like, your body can heal itself from anything. Obviously, that's a personal opinion of mine. You know, some people don't think that way, and that's okay. The reason I feel that way, and when I say that, it's more of if we get a symptom of something that comes out of nowhere. Um, if you're born with something, it might be more difficult. Um, but let's just, you know, put into play if you have 
let's just say you have a cyst, right? Let's just say you just have a cyst somewhere in your body. That kind of grew out of nowhere. So, you know, we want to go and we want to cut the cyst off, you know, we want to check it, see what's going on with it, things like that. But I do feel there is a lot of things that we can do holistically that can help, you know, shrink or even get rid of that entire cyst. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the day, it all depends on how you treat your body. Um, the way we live our life now is very difficult. Um, our food is very depleted from a lot of different things. And I'm speaking just, again, this is my personal opinion because i'm not a nutritionist or anything like that (laughs) um but you know we're depleted with a lot of mineral deficiencies and vitamins and things like that and it could be something as simple as just having a deficiency in something and we don't know any better you know there's you know knowledge is you know knowledge is power so if you don't know, you're going to say, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and take this medication for this and get rid of the symptom, but we're not digging deep into the root cause. So I really do feel like the body is meant to heal itself. I mean, the way that our body was created was perfect. Um, it's just the way that you treat it along right. the way. I would love to get into a super touchy subject with with how you said with the deficiencies as far as like food and, you know, I'm kind of understanding you mean like wolves let's say we eat meat, right, um, or things like that, but they've already kind of come depleted from the certain things that we're told are, are kind of in them. So, right. And not only that, you know, people don't understand, and this is actually something that I personally agree with as well, that I've kind of found over the years. Now, again, I'm not super woke. I'm not, you know, <laughs> super, you know, uh, spirit arrows and all that kind of thing, but I, I do definitely agree and, you know, see things in a certain type of light, whereas... Years ago, I learned about um, an experiment. I actually watched a documentary. It was a uh, there was two farmers. Um, they had you know a bunch of cows, but they had they they took two cows from each farmers. This guy had the uh, two car uh, cows, fed them, put them in the cage. That was it. Went through life, you know, and then they were you know obviously cattle, and they you know were given you know for uh, meat to you know stores and things like that. But then the other two uh, the other farmer had the two cows and. He grass fed them. He sang to them every day. You know, they they lived pretty much, quote unquote, free range. Like they had acres to run every day and kind of do whatever they wanted. And at the end of it, um, two you know big time chefs. They were cooked the same way and everything, but they were both eaten and they both tasted differently. Absolutely. Now, if I kind of missed you guys there, what I'm trying to say is it's not about how they were cleaned or seasoned, but it was the it was how their life was treated through the whole process. Right. So a lot of people, when you say free range, they laugh. A lot of people, when you say, uh, what is it, open range or whatever it is, they laugh. Personally, I agree with what you're saying as far as like, not only, you know, am I eating white chicken or, you know, am I eating just like breast, you know, chicken, like the super healthy part. What did that chicken go through in its life? Was it actually, you know, living a, like a fulfilled life? Were they happy? Because, Again, rabbit hole. Like I'm deep diving because yes. this is this is literally how I feel. Is like um, was the chicken sad? Yeah. Did they cry a lot? You know, did they experience you know tremors? Did they were they scared all, all the time? You know, were they always anxious? Those things play in, into effect with a lot of people who don't believe. But kind of from hearing your yeses, you kind of agree with what I'm saying in the aspect of like it's not about here's a plate of steak. 
eat it, get the protein, you're going to get strong. Well, wait a minute. There's so many other factors as far as like, what did this cow go through? Or what did, you know, what did they kind of deal with? Or, you know, that kind of thing. Is that kind of something that you've seen over the years is, you know, something to be true in your own opinion? Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, it goes back to that mental space again. You know, animals have a spirit, they have a soul, and they, you know, they feed off of energy just like we do. So if they are in a situation where they're always, you know, high anxiety because they're caged or, you know, they're being injected with antibiotics and things like that, they're not a happy animal. And unfortunately, you know, for me, that energy transpires into when you eat the meat and then that energy transpires into you. And mm-hmm. again, like you said, we're digging deep here. A lot of people are going to have different opinions on this because we're going to have the meat eaters, the vegetarians, the vegans and all right. that stuff. Uh, so obviously this is just all just personal, personal opinion, opinion here. Right. Yeah, but um, I really truly believe that it's all about the energy and we feed off of energy like 100%. And I mean, even the things that we put into our body as far as energy, you know, this was a soul, things like that prior. But even, you know, that kind of thing will kind of lead into it deals with our actual mental health and, you know, how we might kind of take things. That's why sometimes when you eat food, you know, and you get, you know, sick or food poisoning, it could have been, uh, you know, cooking error. But I do feel that most of the time it's because of, you know, it was the way that they might have been treated or things like that or kind of like in that same kind of, you know, wheelhouse. Um, when you made the comment also, this one, this was what I meant with the, uh, you know, kind of touching into waters that might be a little bit too touchy for people with, with like certain subjects, but, uh, you know, we take medicine, we take Advil, we, we take Tylenol. Um, I'm pretty sure if you ask a million people what's in an Advil, they can't tell you. I'm pretty sure if you ask, you know, a million people what's in Tylenol, they can't tell you the COVID-19 vaccine, uh, a million people would say to me, you know, and I'm treading this water with no bias. Just a, just, just a heads up, neither is Sulai, obviously. <laughs> um, did you get the vaccine? Somebody say, uh, no, I didn't get the vaccine. You don't know what's in that. You don't know what they put in that. You take Advil? <laughs> do you, do you take, I know where you're going with Do you take Tylenol? <laughs> My sort of question for you is, and I mean, I'm not even asking you if you believe in the vaccine. That's not what this question is about. You don't, have right. to, you don't have to answer that. But it's just a matter of you've seen people, they kind of pick and choose when they want to be, I guess, something. Like when they want to believe a, a certain thing. Have you seen it kind of play a part in the community that you're a, a part of with the holistics where like somebody will be like, yeah, maybe I'm all natural and, you know, everything is natural. It's natural. But then it's like turn around and it's they're eating, you know, processed like whatever. Or, you know, just to kind of give you um, an example. Have you seen that in that sort of lifestyle kind of take place? I definitely have. You know, we're human beings. We're not perfect. We all have our moments. We all have our seasons. And we have our moments where we kind of just fall off the wagon. It's happened to me. It happens to everybody. So I definitely have. I think that it's a day-by-day basis. If you decide today, like, you know what, I'm going to eat healthy today. I'm going to try to do as much holistic as possible. Be proud of yourself for that day. The next day, you might be having a very hard time, and you might just fall off the wagon, and it's like, I don't want to do any of this. And it's okay, too, because we need those moments to kind of reset and reconnect. 
Um, as for the COVID um, vaccine, there's actually a lot of people that I've seen get the vaccine that I wasn't aware or wasn't expecting that they would get it, which is fine because if you want, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any judgment there either or. Um, and those are people, and there's people, again, that live that holistic lifestyle that they got the vaccine that they usually don't get flu shots, but they got this vaccine because of, you know, everything that happened and nobody knows what's going on and they just feel more safe or they just don't want to wear masks anymore. So uh, I think that's just all personal preferences. But yes, there are people that, or, you know, everybody, you know, have their moments where they, you know, do a holistic thing. And then after all, then they're like, okay, well, let me go ahead and just do this on the side just because I don't want to deal with it today. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I think that kind of how you said, um, people get the shot, not necessarily because they believe it, but the cut and dry it is people don't want to wear a mask. You know, people are kind of over wearing the mask. And I've, mm-hmm. I've even seen that like, yeah, I, you know, I got the vaccine, like F this mask. Like, I don't need it anymore. That's people just want to go outside, go into stores, bars, Restaurants and not have the mask on, which right. I completely kind of understand there. Now, um, for your daily routine, as far as it goes for, you know, how you live, obviously, you said that sometimes people do fall off the wagon, which kind of makes sense. Can you feel the difference in your body mentally and even physically when you've had a not holistic day as far as like the food you eat or things like that? Can you kind of notice like, yeah, like today was a like not a good day? Yes, for sure. Uh I feel crappy. (laughs) Um, I noticed it right away. You know, a lot of people, everybody's in tune with themselves and with their bodies. And it's just about listening to what your body needs. And there's moments where I feel like, man, I didn't drink enough water today. I feel my muscles don't feel right. My muscles hurt or I'm getting, you know, cramps in my legs, things like that. Or, you know, I have a headache, so maybe I'm dehydrated or, you know, I didn't drink my tea that comforts me because even though it helps physically, you know, it's also an emotional attachment as well. So there's little things here and there that if I don't do that day, I can definitely tell the difference for sure. Now, the tea thing, I actually just got into doing teas, uh, you know, recently. Um, and I've learned, I mean, there's a bunch of teas for different things. And I mean, there's a bunch of store-bought stuff. Now, when you said the emotional attachment, I, I actually liked how you said that. Um, it's kind of like a routine thing for you, right? It's just kind of like, a, you know, I mean, emotional can be with anything, you know. It, it can be with something bad or something good. But emotional with this tea that I'm guessing you drink every morning, um, is that just tea to kind of get your day started? Is it like a wake-up tea? Is it like a sort of... Like for energy or? So I am a fan of chai tea. I love chai. Obviously, chai is a blend of different components, different herbs mixed in. Um, I like the warming sensation. I like the smell of it. So when you make a cup of tea and you have your herbs in there, you know, your plants, those plants are going to have some physical healing you know, physical healing components to it to help heal the body or just to just, you know, just it being a well-being for the body. But you also got to think about when you grab this cup of tea, how it makes you feel. So it's almost like when people I don't drink coffee, but people that drink coffee, they're like, I need a cup of coffee. It's almost an emotional attachment. If I don't have a cup of coffee, I'm going to go crazy, you know. So it's that emotional attachment. So you grab the cup of tea, you smell the aroma of the tea that 
smell makes you kind of just either warm inside, makes you feel good. And then when you take that first sip, it's just like, oh, it's a, just a warming sensation. It's a comforting sensation. Yeah, I was about to say, it, it, it sounds more so like a comforting, just like, and even if you don't have it, it kind of throws off your day. But the same thing with the whole coffee. I mean, you, you kind of just explained a whole, like a, like a whole kind of like, you know, movie scenario where it's like, you know, I make the tea and I, I grab the cup with both my hands and I pull it close to my face and I sniff it and I kind of smell the aroma and it kind of opens up your chest and it kind of flows down your throat and you you just kind of explain a, a, a lot of, you know, sensory feelings, which is kind of what we look for as humans for things that are comforting. And this kind of goes back to my mental health thing where it's like, even before you physically drink the tea, there's so many kind of settings to it. And that kind of goes with this whole holistic thing where it's like, just the fact of you pouring it into the cup gives you that warm, safe haven where, like, all right, I'm about to sit down, relax. Maybe it's after a, a long day or, or, you know, like for you, it's in the morning where it's like, okay, drink this tea, get my day started. Like, now things are going to start flowing and going, and I can kind of, you know, get my stay started on a good, positive peace note. Right. No, and Intense. the thing is that, you know, our lives are or are so hectic, right? We don't take a moment to just break everything down and what we do throughout the day because we do a lot. So you're not really thinking about all those steps when you're making your tea or you're making your coffee or how it makes you feel. You're just, you're, it's already, you know, you do it every single day. So you're not even thinking about all those things. But if you really break it down, you realize like this is a comfort thing. It's not just, I need this caffeine. It's like, this is, this is a comfort. And there is some teas that have caffeine, right? Right, like chai does have caffeine okay. because um, it, there's a blend. It's a blend, and it has black tea in it, and black tea has uh, caffeine. Okay, so to to kind of switch years, and you know, we still kind of in the same realm. Uh, oils. Now, I mean, just obviously talking to you, uh, you've taught me a lot about oils, just in themselves, um, and I've recently seen more quote-unquote essential oils and you know like in stores for candle wigs and for kind of like roll-on things um i've heard and read you know there's some oils for you know anxiety um depression and things like that in your own experience have you seen that these kind of things do they actually work and if you know what is it exactly that's i guess sort of in the oil is it like a release pheromone that we're smelling that kind of gets it going in our brain? Or what's the kind of like connection bridge for us to the oil and why these certain oils do these certain things that, that they do? So when it comes to oils and I, as a massage therapist, you know, you kind of start working with essential oils in your services, things like that. And there was a point where I was using these oils and they smell good, but I never really knew what the reason behind it was. And, Again, you know, as doing some research kind of helped break things down for me better. Uh, but when it comes to oils, you definitely want to make sure they're high quality essential oils. You never want to pick a fragrance oil. It's totally two different things. Uh, an essential oil is extracted by a plant. So it's coming from a plant itself. So that's where the healing component comes from is from the plant. And there's different ways to use these oils, whether it's diffusing it in a diffuser uh, there's ways that you can use it in massaging, you know, maybe different parts of the body or on top of an organ. So you can massage, you know, a specific oil, like you can dilute it and massage it over, let's just say the liver, just to help stimulate the liver. There's many ways that you can use essential oils. So it's just about finding a really good high quality oil, just making sure you know what oil 
that can be used. And you just always have to make sure that when you're using them, that you know how to use them because too much of something, even if it's natural, can be bad. Right. So, and there's a lot of different oils that you can use for anxiety and stress. Uh, there's a lot of common ones. So like lavender, patchouli, uh, peppermint. Patchouli, that's yeah, the pepper, one right there. Pepper, patchouli is my hippie oil. I love that's patchouli. The patchouli is the go-to. Uh, but uh, you can also use peppermint, which is always very energizing and it's uplifting. Another good oil is rose oil. Rose oil is a mood lifter and is also connected to the heart. So it's very comforting. It's very loving. So there's a lot of different ways to go about that. And these are just like, when you say use them, is it just like the fact of, you know, I have them, let's say I got it extracted from the plant and this is just me smelling it and it'll kind of uh, start working or is there like a certain way to kind of utilize them? Yeah, you can definitely take an essential oil and you can place a few drops. You can dilute it and you can massage it like in behind your temples or behind your neck, you know, like pulse points just to kind of help smell the aroma throughout the day. And that kind of gives you that invigorating sense of, you know, comfort and healing. Uh, you can also just put some on your hands and just smell it real quick. Some people just open the, depending on the oil, um, some people just open and just smell the cap real quick just to kind of get that burst of essential oil smell just to right. kind of help. And, you know, there's many different ways to use it. Are they safe to eat? <laughs> so I'm sure you've heard this before. So again, there are essential oils that can be used internally. Um, I am not going to sit here and say that I'm going to tell you which ones to take and not to take. That is your own personal preference and that's your own research that you have to do. Uh, but yes, there are some essential oils that you can take internally. But I personally don't take any essential oil internally that's just something that i don't do it's just not the reason why i asked is because i saw um a documentary I don't know, like a few months ago and there was a debate about like you can eat this and they're like no you can't i was like people eat this kind of stuff so i never and it's like a real debate where people are like yeah like, like they're super safe to eat and she's drinking a bottle of lavender i'm like well, but i i didn't know it was a touchy subject where it's like like there's like two sides to it like i didn't right. i didn't i didn't realize that um, so that's something that I wanted to ask you personally and I uh, kind of see. But, um, yeah, for the anxiety and for the uh, depression, how you mentioned the lavender, the peppermint, and the um, patchouli, um, would you say the ones that we find like at our daily, you know, Target's, Walmart, are those kind of safe or are those kind of just like generic, generic put-together stuff or do they kind of have the same effect? So I personally don't like to purchase things in mass stores and – you know, corporations and things like that. I like to Hippie find. Vibes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I like to go to local businesses. I like to find apothecaries, things like that. Uh, you know, holistic or health. You know, uh, places. So you know, Chamberlain's and I don't know. Can I name? Can I name yeah. names here? Okay, for sure. We're gonna <laughs> so, name drop here. We have a good support system for sure. Absolutely. So obviously, obviously, there's Chamberlain's here. So you know, Chamberlain's. Uh, Whole Foods, you know, more of that like vitamin store, apothecary, hippie stuff yeah. type situation. Right, like, like that's like their avenue is like that kind of business. Yes, yeah. yes, because you're not, you know, you're gonna get good quality oils when you decide to go to Walmart. I don't believe that the oils that are there are probably gonna be good quality. Mm -hmm. 
And you want to make sure you're using high-quality oils when you're using it on your skin. And if you are a person that's going to take it internally, I don't know. But you definitely got to just do your research on that. Right, just to make sure that what you're putting in your body is even safe. And, I mean, that's also, like, another thing. Anytime I see stuff, like, let's say Ross or even, you know, Target or, like, you have to check out and, you know, they sell the... Um, like the lavender, you know, spray on or and I, and I'll read the um ingredients and it has other things besides mm-hmm. the lavender. Yeah. And I'm like, this must be to just give it longer shelf life or, you know, so it can kinda of last longer. So that's why, you know, again with the whole mom and pop kind of thing, that's where I kind of lean towards. Um when you mentioned the thing about massaging on on the uh, liver, so you're talking about like putting it on your stomach, right? Like uh Right. You just kinda of like work it in like a like right. a few drops kind of thing. Right, so all you do is, uh, let's say you take an essential oil, um, you dilute it with a carrier oil. Carrier oil could be coconut oil, uh, almond oil, jojoba oil, things like those are carrier oils. So you would just literally put like just a couple drops of an essential oil and you would just rub it in that area of where your liver is located. So you would rub it obviously on your, you know, the stomach area where the liver is located and the skin absorbs it and it penetrates and it just helps stimulate that organ. Mm. So, yeah, I recently just started taking uh, something similar for like stomach spasms and things like that. And uh, I forgot what it had in it. It has like, you know, peppermint and like other different things in it. But I recently just started taking it. And I mean, personally, again, I, I take it every night, um, and I I can personally say that I do feel like it has a difference, you know, for me. Right. Um, let's take a look here. So it actually has rosemary, chamomile, ginger, fennel, peppermint, tarragon, lemon, and a fraction of coconut. So I guess those are all good things for like to help with digestion and spasms and things like that. Yeah, so that's actually a really good blend. And as you can see, there's nothing that's artificial. There's no preservatives, right. no anything. And a lot of essential oils, they last a long time. So you don't really need to have preservatives and stuff like that. So with that blend, it sounds like it's very stimulating. Right. So, you know, when you massage that in that area, it just kind of helps, you know, release those spasms, that tension, that tightness that creates the cramping and the pain and things like that. Okay. And um, to, to kind of you know, gear us a little bit more towards the um, mental health aspect. I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand from what you're saying with the holistics, the massages. I know you mentioned the rubbing of the uh, temples. Uh, do you meditate at all or have you, you know, ever meditated or? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, there's different forms of meditation. Um, I am. I don't think we discussed this, so. You know, I am certified in Reiki 1 and 2, and that's nice. a lot of, you know, energy work. And Good applause for that <laughs> for sure. We love that. We love that. Yeah. So I was recently uh, certified in Reiki 1 and 2 anyway. Nice. Um, but, you know, we all have that. We all have that energy. It's just about tapping into it. So having said that, when you do tap into that energy, you know, it's allows you to just become more aware and help you meditate. And some people's meditation is through prayer, you know. So there's just a lot of different ways to meditate. You can meditate for five minutes. You can meditate for 30 minutes. You can meditate in the morning. You can meditate at night. It's just about allowing yourself to take a moment and just reconnect and ground yourself and just kind of just let go of what doesn't serve you anymore. So so it's a, it's a good way to start the day, I think. 
So since we just mentioned your uh, Reiki 1 and 2 certifications, I would love to kind of hear, I was going to ask this at the beginning, but we just kind of started deep diving. Um, if you can name them, I mean, all the things, because it sounds like you're certified in a lot more than I thought you were. So um, I would love to kind of hear if you feel comfortable enough, you know, name them, like kind of all of your certifications and things like that. So I can kind of get a better understanding of exactly like the full kind of, because I know you do the massage therapy. I'm sure that that's it. That's it. It's own thing. Right. Um, we have the holistic that but that that's like a personal thing. That's not like like you don't go to like a school for that. Right. So um I am a holistic therapist, so I work in holistic therapy and I am a licensed massage therapist, certified in Reiki one and two. Okay. Sooner than later I'll be a Reiki master. But yes, ma'am. you know, that'll be that'll be sooner than later. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> And I'm also a certified herbalist. So all that kind of plays a role in the whole holistic lifestyle. Nice. So whenever I see a client and I help them to live that holistic lifestyle, um, you know, I am giving them the information that I have for educational purposes, right? Because I'm not a doctor. I can't, you know, diagnose and all that stuff. Uh, But just for their well-being, for overall, just to help balance to help balance them. So it so just all goes together. It's more than just, uh, you know, I want a massage, come and see you. There's a whole, and again, not everybody has to do this because not every massage therapist deals with herbs and deals with things like that. So there's, obviously there's different, you know, realms to it. But in your case, you know, especially dealing with, and I'm sure because I've, I've gotten, um, you know, services from you as well. And you always ask me like, you know, how's your stress level at work or, you know, things like that. So, these kind of play a, a part into kind of what you kind of focus on, um, what you kind of focus on as, as far as for like maybe trigger points or like pinpoints for like my, like maybe where you'll do the um, massages at and things like that. Yeah, so everything is all connected. When I first became a massage therapist, you know, the Reiki and the herbalism came later on in life. And those are things that I just added to my services Cause it's just, it's a whole experience. So, you know, it all depends on the individual. Um, I'm very, I customize, you know, depending on the client's needs. I'm not just like, okay, you're going to come in and you're literally just going to get a relaxation massage and that's what you're paying for. And that's it. No, right. it's just, you know, we're just going to go with what you need. So, and a lot of people, even though I'm not, you know, um, a life coach or, you know, psychologist or anything like that, a lot of people lay on the table and they have these emotional releases and they tell me their whole life story and they talk to me about certain situations. And so, you know, that kind of helps guide me to give them some information just to help the overall being or their mental, you know, space and things like that. So it just all depends on the individual, but you know, I like to, you know, dig deep with that person right? uh, because you know, people need that. So, I mean, it kind of sounds like you, do the massages, you kind of help with the pinpoints, you do the herbs, but I mean, it sounds like you're almost a therapist as well, just from what the, have them kind of speaking and things like that, so again, these sort of things, I mean, they, they all kind of go into the whole mental health thing that we've been kind of focusing on this month, and I mean, kind of moving forward forever, uh, because it's true, you know, even I've gone to get a, a, a massage, and I mean, we just start talking, and typically, um, massages tend to be quiet Like it right. tends to be quiet And like the very You know Ominous lighting Like the nice uh, I don't know what the music is called um, But like the c- Contemporary music And it's just a very relaxed 
kind of like let go, like release everything. But I can see where somebody might just feel comfortable enough to where it's just like you're kind of massaging like the words out of them and they're just kind of like flowing and flowing yeah. and flowing. And um, even uh, when you say toxins, you know, like uh, uh, as far as it goes for, and this might be a rabbit hole thought, but the way that we think, you know, if we're thinking mainly we're having a rough week, right? And, you know, just it's very rough for me mentally. I'm dealing with a lot. I'm dealing with very negative thoughts, you know, just not being as positive as I possibly could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it relates to I get a massage, you know, the the, the massage happens and the uh, toxins kind of get worked out. And is it a factor where we actually release the toxins, whether it be through, you know, like, urinating or like burping or anything like, like is that a real kind of concept to where because i've gotten a, a massage from you and like i might have felt like pretty you know bad the whole week mm-hmm. and then i get the massage but it's not so like a few hours later where i'm like wow like, I, like that felt really good after i might have like actually let all of them go right so that's so and this sounds kind of weird but mental things that are not actual tangible thoughts turn into tangible you know things as far as like liquids or you know burping or you know yawns or stuff like that because it's trying to exit out through our bodies yeah so there's definitely a lot of toxins in the body uh when you do massage therapy you are releasing those toxins that chi which is that energy flow oh yes right? chi chi yes yes so a lot of that energy is stuck in different places which creates chronic inflammation pain stress anxiety tension things like that so when you get a massage you know the massage therapist is releasing all that tightness and all that tension and releasing all those toxins that's why they say make sure you drink lots of water after your service cuz we want to make sure that your body flushes those toxins out and not reabsorbs them. Right. So we are releasing those toxins in a physical format as well as a psychological format. Because massage therapy, you know, when it comes to that, is not just about like putting you in a deep relaxation state and, you know, getting you better in a physical being. But also it helps produce those neurochemical changes that increases the psychological well-being. Right. So that's where that mental health comes in when it comes to massage therapy as well. So, I mean, and you also kind of said with the inflammation thing as far as like maybe somebody's, you know, negative mental, you know, mental health for however long it is could create inflammation, could create, you know, kind of stress that we kind of portray and take through different parts of our body like, like through the stomach or through like our joints or so these things kind of go hand in hand in an aspect of where something mental you know something mental in our brain is causing us uh, turmoil and we're making it a real physical thing in our actual bodies exactly so as you know we're all connected from head to toe our body's completely connected so we have the mind body and soul or mind body and spirit so you know the mind is a very powerful thing so when it comes to that, if your mental space is good, then your physical being is going to be good as well. So a lot of times we have physical pain and it's coming from a past trauma or mm-hmm. an emotion that we just have stuck somewhere. And sometimes when we le- release that emotion, then that physical pain starts going away. And that's why I mentioned earlier that when it comes to massage therapy, we're also releasing those you know, those emotions, there's people that start crying on the table 
we're not even having we're not even talking because I don't I don't talk unless if the client starts speaking to me because it's their time to relax. But when they have those emotional releases, they start crying and it's because we're physically just letting go of all that energy that's been stuck there that they literally just been holding on to. Right. And I mean, I see now I feel like we're kind of hitting like a certain spot where it's like, you know, typically even when um, and and I'm always speaking from personal experience, um, even if it's something like, you know, you go through a hard time, like you said, a, a, a trauma and, you know, you say, like, yeah, I let it go. I let it go. But it's always just kind of dancing, like in the back of your mind. And, you, and you, like you're always thinking about it. But that constant, you know, think of thinking about that stress or maybe like that negative action that kind of happened to you can have a physical effect on you and it does kind of get trapped like in your back or maybe you're getting like a joint leg pain or something like that because I mean I can kind of tell you personally that's happened to me me before and when I finally actually let it go quote unquote I could feel myself kind of how people say like yeah you know I got rid of that stress and I feel like 100 pounds lighter that's a real thing because it's like they actually let it go and, and they've moved on and, and they have forgiven and they've gotten better mentally. So physically, obviously, you're not physically 100 pounds you know, lighter, but it just feels that way because the mental stress that you're holding on your quote-unquote shoulders or anything has been lifted. Yeah, so, for sure. And in traditional Chinese medicine, uh, we're not going to get into that too much because, you know, <laughs> but um, they, you know, it's it's believed that these emotions are trapped in your physical organs. So if you're having a situation going on and a, a misalignment in, in an organ, you physically, you're, that it's creating these symptoms, it could literally be because of an emotion that's trapped there. So that's why it's always about, you know, digging deep to the root cause, not just treating the symptom. That was deep. <laughs> that was deep. Um, so, I mean, what what would be or what can be something that you can tell somebody um, that they can kind of do naturally by themselves um, if, if they might be feeling like a certain way, not like a, you know, like a pinch of nerve, but right. um, mentally, if they're feeling some type of anguish or anything and you're kind of feeling the work, what would be some tidbits that you can give somebody to kind of help them, you know, with stress or, you know, just kind of be more calm if they don't, you know, feel like going to see a doctor like or going to see a therapist or anything like that? There's actually a lot of things that we can do. Having some me time, some me time is the most, one of the most important things. You need to give yourself some time to just connect with yourself. And a lot of people don't do that because we just have a hectic life. We have a busy life. We have kids and and spouses and jobs and all that stuff that doesn't allow us to do these things. But sometimes we just need to, Take a moment for ourselves and just reconnect. You can do something as simple as taking a hot bath with Epsom salt and that time alone and letting your body just physically relax allows you to just feel better, you know, for that moment. Um, There's a lot of different teas that you can drink just to kind of, you know, start doing on a daily basis that allows you to just start, you know, feeling better. Uh, there's a lot of different teas, you know, like lavender, chamomile, uh, rose is a good one as well. Uh, linden is a good one. And I'm just throwing these out there that are easy to find, like right. at a supermarket that you can just, you know, pick up quick. Right. Nothing, right. nothing too crazy. But there's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of teas that you can do. Um, you just have to, you know, do your research on that. And make sure you're OK to take those. 
And then there's, when it comes to Reiki, they have these five principles that you can live by on a, on a daily. And it's basically just daily affirmations. And if you start repeating these affirmations every single day, these mantras, you start feeling like, okay, this is, this is what it is. And it just makes you feel better. Um, do you want me to tell you the five principles? Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> look them up real quick. <laughs> so I can tell you the five principles. And these five principles is just something that you would say to yourself every day. It's something that you can do every morning or just whenever you remember. It's okay. You know, we're not perfect. We're not going to remember to do these things every day. Right, right. right. Uh, but consistency is key to just help, you know, live a better life. And the five principles, you just start off with saying just for today. Right. Because tomorrow might be a different story. But just for today, just that way you feel like, okay, today I'm going to do this. So you will say just for today, I will let go of anger. Just for today, I will let go of worry. Just for today, I will be humble. Just for today, I will be honest. And just for today, I will have compassion for myself and for others. Wow. So if you say those things to yourself every single day and try to live by that, you are are gonna start seeing a shift to hopefully a better uh, mental space and just feel better overall. And I mean, it's not just a matter of saying it; you have to actually believe it, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's all about intention, right? Intention, you can, intention. That's yeah, you can do something and say, "I'm gonna try this," but I already know it's not gonna work. Then it's not gonna work for you. You have to make sure that the intention is always good when you're gonna do something, and that goes for everything. And I mean, yeah, definitely. I I did hear you mention the um, the word mantra, and I'm kind of glad that we're shifting into this sort of realm because um, I do agree in the fact of like different, not to say spirits, but like different, you know, energies and things like that. They do play into effect with our body physically, and overall, the main thing, obviously, our mental health and the way that we kind of think and feel and like things like that. So, uh, what exactly is a, a mantra? So mantras are just, like I said, just affirmations, just repeating something on a daily to help shift into a better life. Just just allowing yourself to get into a more positive state of mind. Okay. Um, that's kind of the easiest way to, you know, go ahead and, and break that down. But you can... Obviously, just Google the definition. I right. really don't know the exact definition of a <laughs> mantra, see. honestly. We're going to pull it up real quick. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. We have a mantra. Is it M-A-N, right? Or mm-hmm. M-A-N, a mantra. Here we go. All right. So a mantra originally from the Hinduism or Buddhism. It's a word of sound repeated to aid concentration and meditation. So, yeah, it's like a. Affirmation, yeah, kind of like how you say. So, and I mean, this is something that, and I mean, I've heard people say, um, "Speak it into existence." Is that kind of what this kind of falls under? Yeah, and that's where the whole Reiki situation falls under too. It's all about energy. You know, there's energy all around us, and you can do Reiki on anything. You can do Reiki on a plant. You could do Reiki on your food. You can do Reiki on an animal and your pet, you know, it's about like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take this energy from outside, right? That was given to us by the universe. And I'm going to bring it in through me and I'm going to release it out to the receiver. So let's say I'm going to say, okay, so Abel, I'm going to go ahead and release in my head. I'm going to release this energy that I'm receiving from the outside 
release it onto you. And it's with a, you know, a good purpose, with good intention, right. just to help heal you from whatever you might be going through in that moment. Right. So it's just that connection, you know, so. So, that, so I mean, I get what's the um, process, because I didn't, I didn't realize it was so uh, in, intentional. What's the sort of process as far as getting certified? Is it like a like a week thing or you have to like read certain books or is it a pretty hard, I guess, process? Because if people are like how you said with the whole transferring of energy and things like that. And I actually have seen you do it while we do the um, massages. Like you do them at the end, right, where you kind of like hold the head and things like that. Is that kind of what that is? Yep. Okay. So um, what's the sort of process for that if somebody was interested in actually doing so? Because it's a little bit more uh, in-depth than I actually thought it was from hearing you say the whole energy thing and kind of transferring. Right. So um, when it comes to Reiki, you don't have to be certified in Reiki to do Reiki. We all have that in us to tap into that energy. If you want to do Reiki as a service to a client, then that's where you want to make sure you get certified because what happens is that you get the certification from a reiki master which has been doing this for many many years and been doing reiki on so many people so you almost got you almost get an attunement from not almost you do get an attunement from them which is basically like their blessing of allowing you to do this to yourself and do this for others and that's the reason why i did get certified in reiki as a massage therapist i'm allowed to do reiki on people because it kind of all falls in the license. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people that take Reiki and get certified in Reiki that are not even massage therapists. When I got my certification, there was a nurse there, and she wanted to try to do Reiki on her patients. Oh, wow. Um, there was a yoga instructor there. There was a girl that was just doing it just for home personal, you know, being. And so, you know, anybody can get certified in Reiki. Um, it's just about opening up to that and depending on which way or which route you want to take with that. Right. Opening up to that world and that sort of thing. Exactly. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, that's amazing there. Uh, now, Sully, towards the end of our episodes, we always um, pull questions from our email, and I always try to answer it w- with the guests. So I do have a few here I would love to answer with you if sure. you'd like. Absolutely. Um, they're not loaded or anything, so uh, nothing too insane. I see. I already had them wrote down right there. All right, here we go. We have question number one. Uh, She says, Dear PTF, I have been trouble sleeping over the past six months, and I do not know why. I have stopped eating past a certain time. I've cut out the phone, and I even turned off the TV about an hour prior, but nothing seems to be working. It causes me to stay up late into the night and causes me to be exhausted at work. Is there anything you think I might be able to try? I thought that this question would work perfectly with you here Mm -hmm. because of... The different, I'm sure, remedies or teas or things like that that you could probably recommend. From kind of hearing this, what would be one thing that you would kind of uh, recommend to her, like off the bat? So, are we saying what to do at home? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I would say get a, you know, get some massage therapy, but <laughs> <laughs> to help, you know, because it could be just a lot of tension and stress on the body um, at home. So, if they've cut off. All the gadgets, right? Because that's one of our biggest challenges. Right. Um, even that Wi-Fi that's still going, that kind of doesn't help either. But um, that's difficult to kind of just turn off every night, right? Um, definitely, they can try a tea. I would do maybe like a chamomile tea. Uh, the chamomile tea, there's no caffeine in chamomile. And a chamomile tea is very relaxing. 
Um, it's very easy on the body, so it's not anything too crazy. There's no reverse or side effects to chamomile. If they are taking medications, obviously, you know, again, disclaimer, I'm not a doctor right. and anything. Do your that, research before you put it correct, in your body, guys. Exactly. Like, you are responsible for your own health. That's here. right. This is just for education. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but chamomile is a very simple tea to find and it could be very effective. So that's a good tea that they can try if nothing else is working and just see. But it can literally just be a lot of stress and tension that they're dealing with that they might not even realizing that they have. Right. Like they're maybe thinking about it. And I, I, I've had this problem before as well, um, where you think that your brain is turned off for the day, but you're sleeping and you're constantly thinking about different stuff like that's kind of happened through the day or maybe something that's coming up mm-hmm. and it's, and it's kind of causing you to, you know, stay awake. So, right. um, my own personal answer for you as a consumer would just be to, you know, Fully try to disconnect. I read once in a book, uh, think of the color gray. Just think of something very simple and just, you know, try to lay there. Try the tea, like uh, Sulai said, and, um, you know, just try to actually, you know, fully just disconnect and let yourself, quote unquote, go. Like the day is over, your your body, which the car has been parked in, in the garage, um, turn it off and just let it be and, you know, just try to uh, let it sleep there. So uh, this next one here, it actually kind of realms in the same work of tea, which I think is you kind of answered in the uh, first one. She says that she's been having uh, she's been trying to find a remedy for teas that can help with stress as well as anxiety. I have found some in the store, but they all do not seem to work. What are some things I should be looking for in these teas that might stick out the most? I think she means like certain um, ingredients, like different actual herbs right um right. so i guess what what would you be able to recommend to her um i would say even as a physical herb that she could find that's kind of easy to find um but she might be able to make her own teas absolutely and uh, things like that so when we go to the supermarket and we look at the tea aisle and a lot of it it's like the box tea that is just the you know individual tea packs and stuff like that it's gonna have the most common shout out Shelby. but it's gonna have the most uh common ingredients in it if those are not working for her she can like look into something uh called ashwagandha ashwagandha is actually very very good for anxiety and stress it's something that you can take is that a herb uh or i mean a herb (laughs) (laughs) it's an herb yes (laughs) Okay, so it's a plant, yeah. Right, it's a plant, all right, perfect. <laughs> it's like a root. So, um, so ashwagandha, you can find it in, um, in like a root form, where you can add it to like a tea blend, and you can make a tea out of it, or you can even find a tincture, which is just the herb that's been extracted into liquid form, and you just put these drops on your tongue. And these things you can find so locally, like in your local, you know, mom and pop shops that are like more holistic route, right. you know, things like that. So you can find that there. Awesome, pretty good there. And uh, now that we were kind of on that, um, when you were talking about inflammation, what is it that they use for inflammation? It's the uh, ginger, right? Um, is it is it ginger? And there's even like ginger tea, right? Yeah, there's a lot of different teas for inflammation. Ginger is one of them. Ginger is more warming, um, and it's good for inflammation. Uh, uh, turmeric is very good. There's turmeric, a lot. Of, there's a about. lot of things that you can even find in your kitchen. You know. Um, that are herbs and spices and things like that. That's good for inflammation. Chamomile is actually a good inflammatory as well. When you say warming, what do you mean by that? So there's different um, 
things that happen in your body when you take these herbs. Uh, so you can get like, they're either like warming herbs. So if, so in traditional Chinese medicine, they have these uh, different way, factors uh, when it comes to herbs. So it's, you have these herbs that are more cooling and these herbs that are more warming, etc. So if you are a person that has a more cooling body, you want to take more warming herbs to balance that out. So cooling could be somebody that's, I don't know how personal we could get here, but cooling can be somebody that's just a lot of constipation. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're talking, okay, see, I'm thinking in a different aspect. I'm thinking like cooling is somebody who may be like a little bit more standoffish and like cold hearted type of thing, but you're saying like a physical thing, like cooling right. is just, it's hard for them to go to the bathroom. Right. So okay. that that's considered like more of a cooling, you know, uh, symptom it's it's like constipation more warming would be when you know um obviously you know the opposite of that so uh you know you just when i say those things when i say oh it's more of a warming you know things like that so it's like cinnamon is more of a warming herb spice okay. gin- a ginger is more warming you know that's that's what i mean by that that makes sense yeah all right then well Thank you, Suli. Uh, we do appreciate you answering those questions. If you guys have any questions for the following week, please uh, make sure to email us at questions at projectthingforward.org now. Sorry. That's questions at projectthingforward.org. Now, Suli, before you go, I did actually want to see if uh, you could plug in um, like your business. And, you know, I know that you guys are obviously here local in the Orlando area. So I would love for you guys to kind of plug your business, where you guys at, what you guys going to do, and that sort of thing. Sure. So... Me and my husband, we own a hair studio. Uh, We've been there for six years. It's called the Shed Hair Studio, and we are in the Soto District on Fern Creek in Michigan. And there, obviously, we do hair. (laughs) Uh, We have a team that, that does hair as well. And I actually have my room in the back where I do my holistic stuff. So I don't do hair, obviously. Um, I do all the holistic things there, and um, that's where I see my clients. And, you know, we've just been there for a while, and we're just serving our community, you know, one day at a time. That's right. Now, guys, yes. be sure to check them out. Again, that is the Shed Hair Studio. I will have the links below. Um, and one of the questions that I did have since we are talking about that, um, what is your kind of goals? I know that you recently got certified in Reiki 1 and 2, but what are your kind of goals for the next five years on where you kind of want to take your holistic business you know like to the next level what do you kind of see happening um it could be even short term two years but i always try to ask people next five years where do you kind of want to take this thing you know for you and where do you kind of see it going so i definitely want to serve our community um as holistically as possible be able to share my knowledge uh be able to continue to you know serve my clients and just allowing people to have a place where they can come and they can feel comfortable in taking that leap into a healthier lifestyle. Um, You know, we are a a hair studio. So, you know, the goal is to eventually take the holistic side of it and have a standalone place um, that's going to be all connected to be able to offer more than just massage therapy, be able to have an apothecary there and be able to, Maybe, you know, have yoga classes, just everything holistic, you know, that's that's definitely a goal, hopefully sooner than later. And, you know, as an herbalist, a certified herbalist, uh, I started my own apothecary line called Wild Hippie Company. Mm -hmm. And that's something that 
we have in storefront at the Shed Hair Studio. And eventually we can, you know, continue to build up and be able to share those holistic products with other people to help with their well-being. You mentioned your wild hippie, and I'm actually glad you did because I almost <laughs> forgot about it. Um, for for your wild hippie, what I know you make products. Um, if you could just kind of give to the average listener, uh, what exactly do you do? You guys specialize in, and I mean, do you make them yourself or and kind of your process? Because I've personally heard your your process, and I remember I was like, wow, the, I know that there's a lot that goes into it aside from the actual physical herbs and things like that. But there's even a way that you do them as far as like how you keep them. I know that you talk to them and that you, you kind of nurture them. So um, if you don't mind kind of sharing what it is that you kind of offer and um, what kind of goes into these products, because they are made with like the most extent of, of love. So I would love to kind of have you share that kind of process here. Yes, of course. Thank you. Um, so everything is very small batched, all organic as well as handcrafted. A lot of things are infused. And when things are infused, sometimes they can sit for four to six weeks or even months at a time. So that's why everything is very small batch. Um, I specialize in making a lot of different tea blends for overall being. So there's a little, a lot of different options there. Um, I also specialize in doing elderberry syrup, which I know like a lot more people know about now, yeah. which is a great thing, which yes, is amazing. Definitely from you. I yeah. learned it from you. <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing for uh, the immune system. I also do... Uh, a fire elixir, which is also known as fire cider, is a traditional old folk medicine remedy that you just put a lot of things together, a lot of love, and it infuses for a long time, and you just take it daily to help with overall health. And there's a lot of uh, topical products that I make, whether it's for eczema, you know, things like that. And what I love about it being so small batch and so you know, handcrafted is that I have people that sometimes say, Hey, can you make this for me? I need this. And I say, you know what, let's do it. You know? So that's what I love about that. And, um, with the whole wild hippie company is just something that it's, it's very dear to my heart. So I do put a lot of love into it and I actually do Reiki on my products just to give it that beautiful energy, just to help keep that good intention. So when people do have it in their hands it gives them good intention and allows them to just you know enjoy and and be healthy for them so definitely yeah i mean i can personally say i've been taking the fire uh the fire elixir for i mean what it's been three three or four months now yeah and i take that i take that daily just to kind of get my day going and i mean it's infused with so many different things but not only does it have that kick bite but i mean it kind of helps wake up the organs kind of get the you know organs kind of wake up like that so uh, personally, I've always been a big fan, and um, we are going to have the links down below. And that uh, for your Instagram for them, that's Wild Hippie Co., right? Correct, Wild okay. Hippie Co. And uh, again, we'll have all of Sully's links below for the shed and for everything like that. So, uh, Sully, I just want to thank you again for coming by, being Absolutely. on the show. And um, as you guys always know, I always say the kind of connection Sully is one of our health specialists for the foundation. So, in the upcoming future, you know, we are going to be having. Um, different groups and uh you know we are going to be doing different sessions with her as well but uh yeah as you can see we are trying to build a very strong local you know foundation that's kind of homegrown for the whole florida area and uh, we're going to kind of take it there a little bit um above and beyond i do remember now that i'm thinking uh before we kind of head out you you mentioned having a, a garden as well in your in your new kind of uh like when you get your own separate building um did you want to kind of do 
did you say a, a like a herb garden or was it a beer garden or was something like that that we were speaking about one time? Oh man, I have so many ideas in my right. head, <laughs> right? So it's just like, what did I say? <laughs> uh, there's uh, there's so much to it that that just all connected. I mean, I would love to be that person that just forages plants and just have this whole entire field right. of plants and li- literally live like that hippie lifestyle. But you know, we live in the city, so exactly, it's not that easy. But um, eventually, whenever we have you know that wild hippie spot um, that you know we're praying on for sooner than later uh we definitely want to have a space where it's not just about you're going to come in get a service and get out but you're going to just feel like you're at home it's an experience it's it's definitely an experience and uh maybe we'll have you know some space to have a small garden back there right maybe we'll have a beer garden maybe we'll have a library i don't know you know it i think is whatever the universe is is putting together you know the seed is already there so i'm just waiting for it to kind of just blossom and that's right and it to come out but yeah guys that's uh kind of it for this episode here and again it's always about an experience so uh have a good week thank you again silly and guys always make sure oh of course please it was a pleasure um always make sure to uh, be focused be forward and always remember to think forward all right guys have a good one yes sir